Stay tuned for The Lynn Show. Today, I'm airing an interview with the impossible to describe Eliza Ladd. There's virtually nothing that hasn't captured Eliza's curiosity or interest or creative talent. Eliza is nonstop, and every single moment of Eliza's life has been dedicated to the exploration of some way in which to demonstrate, express, learn, embrace talents, skills, ideas, thoughts. It's, it's a whirlwind for sure. It's also glorious, exciting, spontaneous, delightful. Hang on, here come the show. is about being the person you really are, not the person you think you need to be, not the person other people are, not the person someone told you you had to be or even told you you were, not even the person you may currently think you are, 
but the person you really are. Unfortunately, too many children have experiences in their childhood which discourage them from being something that they really are. Again, unfortunately, families of origin, schools, teachers, friends, religious organizations, cultural organizations have ideas about what is the good, the right, the appropriate child. And if a child has not conformed in some way to that image, these institutions and people are not shy about telling these children that something about them is not all right. And the experience of feeling that something about you is not all right is too difficult. And so most children try either to pretend that they are not that or somehow to change it. And many get so good at the pretense that they come into adulthood without really knowing who they are. In my show, I interview people who make their living or their life within art. Because when you listen to them, you can hear what it sounds like to be who you really are. Most of the artists that I interview identify early in their life with a particular art. And some of them identify with several. Many actors also sing and dance. Many musicians also draw. The artist whose interview I'm airing today, Eliza Ladd, was drawn to everything and somehow managed to explore everything, to get training in virtually everything, and then to include everything in her art, to use everything that she learned, that she studied, that she trained in, to create a unique work, a unique art, which belongs exclusively to Eliza. Listen now to the story of an insatiable artist and enjoy hearing what being who you really are sounds like. Okay, so I'm here with Eliza Ladd and I'm explaining to Eliza that I interview people who make their living or their life with an art. Okay? And so correct me if I'm wrong, the art to which you have given your life or making some or all of your living is the art of movement or the art of dance? Am I wrong about that? Um, movement and performance. Because ah. I'm actually come from theater more than dance. Ah. Even though I'm a professor of movement and dance. But I, and that's really because I've done a lot of movement for the actor. You know, ah, working. yeah. So I work in an MFA acting program and I'm qualified for that because I, I do a lot of physical theater and dance, but I'm really more of a theater artist than a so when dancer. You, so would you define theater artist for me? Usually when people say that, they mean actor, but that's not what you mean. Well, I am a theater divisor, so I mostly... I mean, I used to be an actor, and yes. I'm a singer also, uh-huh. and a musician. And so I grew up, actually, not as a child, but as a young adult. I was acting in shows, and I was singing in shows. Oh, well, you know, we're going to get to that. So yeah, yeah. just wait. But then, yeah. I, then I became... What I do now is I write and create original form for theater and original theater pieces. Okay. You know, so they, it's wait, not wait, really wait. only acting. Okay, it's really yeah. more than that, but it includes performing. Okay, yeah. say that again about it not being only acting. Well, because I write work and my work is very visual. It's very, it works a lot with sound. I have a whole technique called live sound action, which is working with non-traditional instruments, which are objects like sticks and 
buckets and stones or and instruments as well mm-hmm. but I work creating like physical movement with those objects which also makes sound and then I bring in the voice a lot and then I also work with words a lot so those are my that's why I say it's not really acting no no but it's, it's clearly yeah it's clearly you know. performing right okay yeah. so I only ask one question can you remember the very first time in your life that you were drawn to any of the art forms that you're talking about. Mm. Music, dance, performance, storytelling. Mm-hmm. Is it a movie you saw or a play or no, a song? it's like playing in the woods and making up my games with my friend. And for some reason, this memory comes to yeah, me yeah. Of, of playing in the park. I said the woods, but it's actually like a park. Mm-hmm. And gathering objects and kind of making piles. And my friend and I just kind of play yeah. you know how old what, were what, you i'm gonna say seven now i'm remembering my other friends and maybe we were in seventh grade and we were we're chanting out loud together and making this whole and i'm, I'm oh my god i can't remember what it is now the chant but yeah i'm trying to yeah. Like, yeah if i were with them rebecca and andrea and we were just laughing and laughing and we played piano and guitar back then too and when did you begin to take piano and or guitar lessons well, I began piano in a sort of formal way in like first or second grade. But by sixth grade, I, I had switched to a, a more of a sort of rock and roll teacher. And we made a band, her and our her sort of four students or whatever, we all made a band where we all played all the instruments. And so then I think she's where I started guitar and I also played the drums on a song there. And I have another sort of thought. Back then, I was an athlete. I was running around the house and I was saying, will you time me? We had this really long house. I'm going to run around the kitchen table three times. I'm going to come back and touch the couch and run back and do... And so I was creating these events for yes. myself. That's yes. how I see it we were writing these side poems my friends and i we were creating these languages and that really is is what i do now yeah no no i see i see how it all comes together but i'm really interested this thing of i'm going to run around the kitchen table three times did you see something like that or that just came right out of you that was me making up ways to play yeah clearly in every Mm -hmm. possible way so do do you do your parents Right or dance? They they did grow up with athletics. That side of me was more familiar to them than the more creative side of me. It sounds like you dropped in on these people from somewhere. Well, I know this is what I thought when I studied the djembe, the African drum. My parents don't have rhythm. I have a really good rhythm. <laughs> yes, right. And so I was like, I got this. This didn't come from them. This yeah, came from right. somewhere else, yeah. you know. And and actually, everything doesn't come from our parents. You did not seem to draw very much of what is important to you from your parents. Well, that is true, except a lot of my content now, you know, I'm I'm very interested in sort of who we are as Americans, and and my my family history is, is... they were abolitionists. They were came over to America long, long ago, and that story is strong in my um, content. My but, my whole thing is more spiritual than political. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, but it's but it's kind of rebellious and not conventional. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I it's guess very so. clear. I guess yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it's so funny because you asking me about my parents, it makes me think about them. And in their own ways, they were rebels to their parents, even though I am very different from my parents. But in their own ways, they were sort of rebels. So what I'm hearing is this kind of eclectic collection of ways to express yourself. Physically, even just the running back and forth, vocally, making up chants. 
musically, playing a whole bunch of different instruments, writing. So in every possible way that a person could express themselves creatively, you were doing it very, very young. Mm-hmm. I was. It's true. You're reminding me of that, and yeah. it's true. All these different forms, I was expressing in them. All the different avenues. I didn't know this when I was seven and I was writing and, or we were chanting. But I was seeking, you used said expression. Yes. It is expression. Actually, have been seeking to come to a whole presence who is free. Like ninth grade, I went to a new school. My best friend was a painting major, and I was also in the painting thing and sculpture. And, you know, I always had that on the side. And then there were sports the whole way along. But then we did plays. Instrument training I was doing, the musician. So you're taking lessons Mm -hmm. in um, piano and or guitar Mm -hmm. and or drum Mm -hmm. and you're in plays, uh, Mm -hmm. you're acting and you're in some sport Mm -hmm. or another. Basketball and soccer were my main one. And you're (laughs) painting or drawing or sculpting Mm -hmm. and you must also have been doing English and math and social Mm -hmm. studies and all that stuff, right? And so I have this image of a child who is nonstop. It's true. I can remember in high school, I said there were times I came home at seven. Yeah, you right. Know, that's, that's what, what it sounds like. That's, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then I had to do some dinner and homework. you had to do dinner and homework. Yeah. Exactly. You had a lot of energy, but you also had a tremendous amount of different interests. True. All of which were compelling to you. In, in high school, I kind of had to choose... Am I going more in the artistic or am I going more the sport way? Where after school you could do the team or you could do the play, play. you know, and you couldn't do both. One season would do a play and two seasons would do sports. And this was partially because I think that's also what my parents were more comfortable with. Yeah, they liked so this it. this was they, me yeah. meeting their secret underlying expectations or whatever. Are you thinking about what you might do with your life? No, not no. really. You're just going day to day. Every activity is compelling. and So then you get to the end of high school, mm-hmm. and do you have any idea what you're going to do after high school? Well, I knew I was going to go to college. And yeah, did you know what you were going to major in? No. So no. what did you do? I went to college, and then I found out what I was going to major in. When you apply when to college, there. don't they ask you? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I certainly had not decided... You know, I might have said something to them, and I don't know what it was if I did say something. So, Um, uh, okay. You know. (laughs) So, okay. So, so however you did it, you got into college, Mm -hmm. and you began some curriculum. Mm -hmm. But you didn't have a major. I didn't. I took some core curriculum, and I think I decided my major until after my second year. I, after my second year, I took a year off and traveled around the world for nine months. I went to parts of Asia and Tibet, Papua New Guinea. I realized that I was really interested in Buddhism, just personally. Mm-hmm. And so then my major became comparative religion, and I focused on Buddhism and Christianity. I was interested in how human beings behaved and mm-hmm. what happened when we believed different things and met each other. Okay, so you discover this, mm-hmm. and it captures you, and mm-hmm. you dive right into comparative religion. Yeah, I was really interested in it. I was really curious. I was learning right. like crazy. I didn't know what a career was going to no. be. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you graduate with a degree in comparative religion. Then I moved back to New York City, and I got a job working for the Robin Hood Foundation. Me and two other women were hired to do needs assessment of poverty and the people's needs in New York City. But then I started to teach at a school for dropouts of high school. And it was a school that was focused on using the arts to engage these people. While I was there, I started 
training in capoeira, which is an Afro-Brazilian dance martial art. Mm -hmm. And through that, I started playing the drum. I started singing. One good friend of mine asked me, would I I do live sound for her piece? Mm -hmm. And so then that's how... I got into the like downtown New York performance world. I was using objects to make sense. And then I was like, I found my own form. I mean, other people have used objects in the world, obviously, but I just had this whole way that I was doing it. At a certain point, I was like, oh God, I got to go get training as an actor. Because I thought I wanted to be an actor then too. Also because I had a lot of fear about performing coming up. or I had fear of speaking. Really? Not fear of doing my music and stuff like that. That I was very fearless with. Of and so then when I wanted to, I, using word, and I, I noticed I had an obstacle, I realized. And I, I knew that I wanted to speak. And, and I mean, of course, I had spoken. I went to something called Body Dynamics, which is movement for actors. And it was at the Terry Schreiber studio, which is an acting studio in New York. So I first went into that and then I, the acting was there. And so then I went into studying the acting. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. It is it is just a perfectly um, evolutionary mm-hmm. path. Okay, so then you study acting. Mm-hmm. Which then also led me into singing. I was, study, I was in for 10 years with a beautiful teacher who's also kind of a crazy lady, but an amazing teacher. But it was singing, but it was also about healing in there. There was a lot of identity freeing up happening and also clarifying, you know, what you wanted to say. And it was in there that I started writing original songs. And, um, and in the middle of my time with a singing teacher, I went to graduate school. And, in? Um, in contemporary, theater contemporary performance. It was also at Naropa, which is a Buddhist influenced school which was why I wanted to go there but I didn't want to go to graduate school for acting I didn't want to go for directing I wanted to go for creating your own work which is what I had been doing and I wanted to have time to make work and not be doing 10 other jobs which meanwhile this whole time I was doing like 10 other jobs well but that's what I was seeing in your childhood and what it sounds like is that from the beginning you were called to so many I want to say virtually every way in which a person can express themselves. And in your Mm -hmm. early life, you simply went from one to the other and one to the other. And that eventually you found a way to synthesize them Mm -hmm. and turn them into something uniquely yours Mm -hmm. that included all of it, right? Yep. Right. And so, okay, you go to graduate school. So then I moved back to New York and then I brought the show back that I had made there as my thesis and did it in, well, first I did it in the Colorado Fringe Festival, and then I did it in the Berkshire Fringe Festival. And I still, it's a show that I would actually like to do again in New York. Something called Elephants in Gold, and it's about elephants and humans and evolution and violence, and it's a contemporary musical. Mm-hmm. But I also, in Colorado, got the seeds of a theater clown show that I made, which is called Anne de which I did also at the Berkshire Fringe and at a bunch of places in New York at United Solo. Where is that where you did a show? I did. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I did a different version of it here in the Sarasolo mm-hmm. Festival also. And, um, and then I, I made other ensemble work in New York mm-hmm. and then also a bunch of different solo work. And then I started teaching adjunct at Marymount Manhattan and Kingsborough Brooklyn College and started doing some workshops at different colleges mm-hmm. around the country offering 
movement for the actor training or live sound action tra- training or going and collaborating with directors on their shows. And then this, the job I have down here, the associate teaching professor of movement and dance at the FSU Oslo Conservatory so, for, for actor, actor training. training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that on I in there. I know, yeah. I know. I know, yeah. I, know. Okay. I know, right. That's All the, right, good. And then it turns out I've been here, you know, I've just finished my fifth year of teaching here and I've made some shows I'm going to make another show next year here um, in the New College, New Music Festival series of performance. You know, and then meanwhile, I had a child two, two, years, and two, two years and two months ago. Yes! So that was this, is another whole journey that's in this last part of this yes. journey. Yeah. Um, expressing <laughs> yeah. in yet another way. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, yep. that's right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so I only have one more question. Yeah, okay. It is, having spent your life in the exploration of every way that a human can express itself. That's what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. If, there's a, 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 if there's a form of expression, it called you. Mm-hmm. Physical, intellectual, musical. Um, uh, Textual, which we haven't talked that much about, but my more recent works have all included much more text, and my solo work includes a lot of text. Text mm-hmm. as in writing. That I speak. You yeah, speak. That yes, I write right. and, right. and that I speak. perform. Right. Well, yeah. and also, um, I don't know and what sing, you call. I don't know what you call drawing and and painting and sculpting. Visual and, art, right? Yeah. Visual art. Right. But I put there, that into performance. Right. There's every single way that a human can can be expressed. You have thought about, explored, been drawn to, developed, studied, and integrated. So. Would you think for a second and tell me what you would say, what it feels like, what you think about a life spent in this, this pursuit, in this exploration? What, what do I think about it? Yeah. What would you say about it? What an amazing journey. <laughs> and it's not like I'm just like dilly-dallying and like doing one thing for a second. I've been kind of rooted. The whole process... There's been a reason why why I pursued working with clay, or there was a reason why I was doing ink drawings for a little while, or not that I knew what the reason was ahead of time, but there was I, I was working out some thing in my being that needed to be worked out, and so there was fruit that came from that, expressive fruit, and now I find myself I'm at this place I'm like, wow, and now I'm and now I'm sharing fruit, and I was sharing fruit before too, but I'm. Um, Although I, it's not that I don't struggle to find ways to share fruit. I do. You know, I have a show I'm going to make next February. I don't really know what it's going to be. It's with some students at New College, so it's not my own thing, but it is my process with them. But it's, um, you know, so I would say, you know, I, I'm very curious, and I, I found a way to let myself follow that curiosity and, you know, root it in. And it was it's not like it's always been easy either. You know, there have been a lot of struggles <laughs> along the way, a lot of... Uh, Creating in forms is not necessarily simple or easy. I was bumping into not knowing what the hell to do or whatever, how, or terror. And also, there's not a blueprint for this. Well, that's right. right. There's not yeah, a blueprint. Yeah. And so, and I have had amazing teachers. None of them gave me a blueprint for this exactly, but I, I have sought out and had really wonderful uh, people to learn from, you know. And uh, I'm yeah. grateful for that. And you have taken everything that they had to offer and turned it into your own unique vision. Yeah, and it's really interesting because now I'm, I'm at this 
different place now, actually, because also having a child, uh, it, it just took my time for a period, you know, and, and now she's too, things are changing now and I feel like I'm getting a little more time back. You know, she's thriving and stable and surviving, you know, yeah. and um, the past two years of my life, I haven't been uh, really doing any of my own training, but this, because this whole time I've been engaging in training. That's how I practice. Training meaning studying. Meaning studying, yeah, and not always with, te- you know, but just I do movement class or I'm learning some mo- little thing on the side. And I, my own teaching is also my training, mm-hmm. you know, my, me being a teacher. I'm learning so much through that. But in this past two years, I haven't been um, doing any workshops or making work, really. I mean, my, my teaching work is very creative for me, but I haven't. And so now, like, now I'm, I'm making work now. I'm doing something at a conference this summer. It's not really creative, but it's a about my teaching in a way. And then I'm doing a creative show next February. So it's exciting. I feel right now because I'm back in the pit of kind of not knowing in a way. And I have all this stuff that I am working with. I just feel like I'm at a different place than I was before I had a child when I was working, 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 you know? I do. And now I've been sort of like, ooh, okay. Now I'm going to start working again yeah. in, of my artwork in yeah. a way. You'll, yeah. find, you'll find whatever it is that is up now for you. Yeah. And you'll follow it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because right? yeah. that's, right. that's who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. I hope so. And I think it's a great place to stop. Thank you so much, Lisa. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a treat. <laughs> it has. So, having created another human being perhaps the, the highest level of creativity, and nurturing that other being, Eliza is ready to get back to her work. And uh, hopefully, as you heard, we will see that work at the 25th anniversary of the new school, New Music New School. As I said in the opening, I interview artists because when you listen to them, you can hear what it sounds like to be who you really are. And of course, in Eliza, you hear not only who she really is, but what it is possible for a human being to be. And it is my hope that while you were listening, you were asking yourself, is this how I feel about my life? Am I exploring every possible area that captures me, interests me? Well, I hope it is true, but if it is not true and you want to talk to me about that, you can find me at my website, thelynnshow.com, T-H-E-L-Y-N-N-E-S-H-O-W, The Lynn Show. As always, I hope you heard something from this show that you can use, something that will bring you back, because I will be back, and I sure hope you will be, too. You see, I'm getting older. My hair is turning gray Oh, you see my face and figure I've both seen better days Well, I won't be retiring I won't slip out of sight No, I will not go gentle Into that good night Not a tune that I once sang I 